Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to the newest episode of Heartfelt Awkwards. I have some really exciting news. Um, my number one fan, aka my husband, has, I was going to say, has made a Facebook page um, called Heartfelt Awkward. So that will be your space to kind of connect um, with me if there's any questions or things that you would like me to talk about or hear. Um, or you feel like would be helpful, or you just want to send me a funny meme, then that's where you would send them. I'm also really proud of myself that um, it only took me like forever years to say the word meme instead of Mimi. So for those of you that are out there saying Mimi, it's not. It's meme now, I think. But now that I say it multiple times, I feel like I'm questioning myself whether that's right or not. (laughs) Okay, anyways... So, it's been a while since I posted an episode, um, been, been compiling a list of super awkward moments in my life, um, to share with strangers and, um, random family members that listen to this. Thank you for your support on that. Um, but I thought today I would, um, as you heard my husband pipe in, I thought I would go ahead and do an impromptu interview with him. Um, I've had him on here before. We've talked about, um, we've talked about like how we met and things like that. I wanted to, um, talk more today about, um, his journey with like mental health and just how that all went down. Um, because I do feel like there's somebody out there who can probably relate to this. So, um, without further ado, uh, Kyle, um, if you would just share, um, kind of from the beginning, how it all started, your mental health journey. just be better to not be here was um, uh, 6th grade. Wow, that is really young. And um, I feel like in 6th grade I was definitely playing with Barbies and not really contemplating the meaning of life. So that just shows how how deeply you were thinking and how aware you were of those around you. Um, I did want to talk about um, like bring up the fact that it started even before that because um the other day um Kyle is actually exploring like new therapists and uh things like that so we were digging through his um papers his old paperwork and such and his parents came across a paper from when he was about in fourth grade it where um looking back now it shows how he had anxiety in fourth grade and didn't even know that's what it was and um your parents also your dad particularly struggles um with mental health issues as well is that right yeah he he struggles with anxiety too um yeah i believe the exact quote in the the journal paper thing was i am a nervous kid yeah that that's pretty much anxiety and that's how i feel now so that's pretty accurate um you know well, something interesting that I learned um, is that um, bipolar disorder um, can be passed down, but it doesn't necessarily have to be passed down from actual bipolar disorder. It can be passed down from any mental illness 
um, that was had. So if your um, dad had depression and or anxiety prior um, to you, then that could develop into bipolar disorder or your mom. I didn't know that. It's pretty interesting. So um, talk more about um, your sixth grade journey and just discovering that you were feeling like you were better off not being here. How did you get there? Um, from what I remember, um, I felt like my sixth grade year was a pretty high pressure. Um, I know that sounds weird, but like I was a, a National Honor Society student and I was doing uh, really well as a, a competitive swimmer and I guess uh, sixth grade was um, when I really started um, thinking about um, hey girls exist you know like I had never been uncomfortable around them up to that point but I think noticing them as as dating partners were was a, a different kind of thing so I don't know how it would sound to anybody else but to me it felt like a lot of pressure to and I, and I was always a perfectionist and I feel like you can take two routes with that you can either take the drive yourself you know up a wall stressing yourself out trying to maintain your grades and your competitive swimming and all that good stuff or you can turn apathetic and I think at the end of seventh uh, sixth grade I kind of went to the apathy part of it um, yeah. yeah and I've never really gotten out of that unfortunately well, I know definitely um, for all of us, fifth grade was that point from, like, elementary school and everything was, like, chill and you had known everybody for the same people for five years. And then all of a sudden, you're you're thrown into middle school and it's this whole new pack of wolves um, that you're dealing with. And it can be a lot of pressure for people depending on where you're going to school and what your circle is like, what your family life is like. Um, and I know that you um, have a younger sister who was more mature for her age, and so she was probably already um, mature and faster than you were, and you were like, okay, this is, is I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but, like, did you feel, like, pressure to, you know, grow up? Just because, like, that's what everybody else was doing. Um, I don't know if I ever felt pressure to grow up. I just, I, I, I wanted to be, I mean, what every sixth grade kid wants to be. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be popular. I think that also added to it because that turned from me rocking my uh, pants that I could zip away into shorts. Wow. To, Why don't you still do that now? I know. It's super attractive. Isn't it? <laughs> I should have kept up with that. I felt really cool when I showed some kid on the bus that. Well, um, you are married to a former fifth class president, fifth grade class president, so... 
it's basically royalty. Yeah. Holy cow, I didn't know I was, I'm so honored. Yeah, so you should have taken some notes from me. I should have. I should have. So from sixth grade, you know, that's when you started feeling that way. And how did it go from there? So, um, your biggest, um, I guess, episode, your initial episode was when? Um, the biggest... Like, yeah. What What do you mean? When you started to discover that you really had a um, real issue with mental health. Um, well, the ap- like I said, the apathy kicked in, and that kept me, I guess, mostly okay till about uh, halfway, uh, beginning of sophomore year um, in high school, and uh, I was. Uh, Dating a girl and um, uh, a lot of things happened really quickly. Not not necessarily just with her, just in life. Like I in that year, you know, I drank alcohol for the first time and I lost my virginity. And I um, that's a lot at a really young age. Yeah, it was it was all in like literally a day. Like, all that stuff happened in a day. And do you feel like you had the support to kind of educate you on how to, um, like, drive yourself through all of these issues? You know, how to navigate through these issues? Um, I had the support. I didn't have, as far as, like, external support, but I didn't have the internal maturity to know how to navigate I don't truthfully I don't think any teenager has the maturity to know how to navigate a sexual relationship at all honestly and I think that's part of the the problem was I I, uh, outside of I think that's why God intended it for it to be marriage you know because it's that's a person you grow with that's somebody you learn how to do life with you know right it it definitely is something that um really and physically it's proven scientifically that it messes with your brain um so that that must have been something that was really hard for me and then what happened from there so i started um There's like normal teenage rebellion, and then there's um, like I guess excessive. Like I wouldn't just sneak out; I'd sneak out of the bathroom window just so I could jump off the roof. And I would wander around all night uh, in Mebbin, just you know, aimlessly looking for this girl's house. So, um, you and this girl had engaged in, um, like, sexual relations, and then, um, did she break up with you? Did you break up with her? Were you guys still continuing a relationship? Uh, I think it only lasted about three months. Um, but she, she did end up breaking up with me. And do you feel like that's what triggered this particular episode? Uh, yeah. I, uh. 
so the breakup happened and you know I don't I don't know who will be listening but I'd like to say some of this stuff might be kind of triggering but the breakup happened and then um I went out of the school like outside the grounds of the school and uh broke a glass bottle and started cutting my arm up and then wrote her initials in blood on one of the school's windows yeah what i know i'm just parking so we're not interrupted by taco bell ordering (laughs) speaking of okay anyways so um you went to out of the school you left school you started self-harming and what happened from there self-harming yeah that's probably a better way to put it um there was a a friend that was a girl with me and she ran away crying to get somebody so she had seen you in the act and then ran away to get help for you yeah Mm -hmm. and I think she came back with the school resource officer who then drug me to the principal's office if I remember correctly but I might not yeah so do you feel like the reaction that you got in that instance was helpful or harmful um there um I mean truthfully what I wanted was a reaction I feel like in retrospect I was definitely a cry for uh, attention particularly from this girl but um yeah it uh it didn't nobody paid attention like I could see inside the classroom and nobody noticed so wow yeah I know so um yeah it I guess it didn't achieve the reaction I wanted in the at the moment but it it was definitely a incredibly loud cry for something to be done so, um, what did the school do about it? Um, I guess your parents were alerted. Yeah, they were, they were called, and I think they, uh, most of that year is really fuzzy. So, what's interesting is that, um, something that I've learned through, um, my relationship with Kyle is that, um, for those of you that don't know, when you have episodes, um, whether that be manic or depressive you can um misremember things or not remember them at all um and that's just genuine um you're that deep inside of your mind that you just don't remember I know there's been times where um things have happened and Kyle genuinely doesn't have um like a good recollection of it so um particularly if it was a traumatic event which this sounds like that is the case so um that's extremely hard and it sounds like you didn't really get the reaction or the support that you needed from the school um and I'm sure that your parents were really just confused and scared and what were what were they thinking about all of this um from what I remember they weren't super pleased with how the school reacted um either um and I I didn't know I didn't care but I ended up transferring to 
um, another school uh, pretty close by um, and ended up uh, finishing out high school there. So once you had this um, episode of self-harm that was so public, um, was there any mental health resources or help that um, anyone reached out to you professionally? Did you begin any kind of counseling or any medications or anything like that? What happened? Um, at some point, either before or after that, I ended up voluntarily like going to mom and dad and saying, okay, I, I need to go to the, to the hospital. Right, so you you voluntarily committed yourself into um, a mental facility, mental health facility. Um, do you feel like um, do you feel like it was helpful? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's the first place I uh, that manic depressive disorder, bipolar disorder, was brought to my attention. Like I'd never really heard of it before to that point wow so you had no idea what was going on you just knew it wasn't right and your parents were on the same page about that so you went to the mental health facility and um how how did the connection get made how were the dots drawn how do you how do you say that um if uh, if i remember correctly i was walking past a poster in the hospital and there was a bunch of uh, symptoms for uh, various uh, mental health issues. And I'd only been there a couple days at that point. And I said, I uh, was reading the poster and I walked up to, uh, I saw the one that talked about manic depressive disorder. And I looked at it and I said, I've got that. Oh, I've got that. Oh, crap. I do that too. Oh, junk. So I brought this to the attention of the therapists and psychiatrists there, and they started looking into that, and I think that's where we ended up landing. Wow, so you basically diagnosed yourself, and they said, yep. If I remember correctly, I think that's how it happened, yeah. Well, it does sound like, um, you know, what you experienced is along the lines of that um, diagnosis. That would make sense. Um that sounds like a really hard time for you you guys can tell that this is obviously impromptu because i did not have questions prepared for this we were literally driving down the road and i said hey let's do an episode because i haven't posted one in a while um and i do feel if you guys don't know if i have i feel like i've already said it but um i do feel very strongly about mental health and i do think that it's an important um topic that is not discussed often enough and particularly among men is very much um like almost taboo to talk about um that men can't you know be these things they can't that mental health makes them weak um and that's absolutely not the case i have seen um i have seen you go through some really tough things and come out so much stronger and i think that we as a married couple are a lot stronger because of everything that we've gone through um and i think i mentioned this before but um but the statistics of regular normal marriages with no mental health issues um are about like 50 percent um and that 
Yeah, and that of um, bipolar, just with one bipolar individual in the marriage, is a 90% divorce rate. Um, So we always talk about um, 10%, which you may hear us say, but um, I always um, tell him how I wish I could have been there to go through that with him, but God definitely has a plan and... Um, so what, what are you doing now to maintain, um, I guess that's, that's how we'll wrap things up is like, what are you doing, um, to maintain your mental health now? What did you do when you, well, see, I'm all over the place and I can't edit this either. Cause I don't, I'm not technologically savvy. How did you, um, deal with that mental health diagnosis? Do you feel like it caused, um, like a stigmatism? Um, Yeah. I uh, I definitely felt like the burden of that label, and I didn't want to accept manic depressive as a actual diagnosis. Like I just kind of shrugged it off. Even up until probably this past year, I was like, you know, it's probably not that. It's probably just some severe form of ADHD or just I'm just depressed or I get hyper or whatever so what what changed within this last year um I had a manic episode and I had a depressive episode and I um realized that if I wanted to actually get better I believe I had to accept except where I where I was and and work with it instead of trying to buck it or work against it you know or act like it's not there yeah or act like it's not there absolutely yeah and um it definitely comes with its set of challenges but um I was also recently um I guess diagnosed with like anxiety and depression um, which I don't feel like I have, but when I gave the doctor the score sheet, she seemed impressed with my high score, which is the first time that <laughs> anybody's been impressed with my high score. So, um, anyways, um, th- this has been a really hard journey for us, but I think it's been really good. And we just wanted to share our story in case that helps anybody out there. And, um, also a selfish excuse to let you all know about my Facebook page because you should go look at my Facebook page. There's not really much going on, um, on there yet because it's just getting started up. But, um, if you guys could just go take a look and let us know what you think about everything. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, just that I'm thankful to have a very loving and supportive wife through this and thankful that I... For real, for real. And thankful that um, in the midst of that, I also found Jesus. Ditto. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, this has been another episode of Heartfelt Awkwards. Um, Stay safe and goodbye and see you later. Have a nice day. Bye.